For your mercy never fails me All my days I've been held in your hands From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God I'll take it again. I love you, Lord. For your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I
Lord is always faithful and will forever remain faithful. Hallelujah. It is time for the word of God. Paul says something. When you look at Acts 20, 32, he says that, And now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. And give you an inheritance. Which is among all saints. Hallelujah. The word of God builds us up. The March edition we learned about the woman that God uses. In June we learned the available woman. September it was a woman of character. And tonight it is woman. Christ is coming soon. God is using us. We make ourselves available. We need to exhibit the characters of a Christian woman. All these things is because of his coming. But tonight we are here to learn the things that we should do that we may obtain the inheritance that is his coming, that we may be raptured. When he appears in his glory. Tonight the word of God is coming. And this word is able to build you up. And keep you secured. Until the Lord comes for his own. Hallelujah. And we have a great woman in our midst. For day one. I've heard this woman pray. Lead a prayer session. And it was awesome. And every woman that knows how to pray. Is well vested with the word of God. Hallelujah. And tonight we have Reverend Mrs. Celestine King to deliver the word of God to us. Reverend Mrs. Your audience. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I think we can do a better and a bigger one unto the Lord. And I love noise. So you can add a shout. You can add a shout. You can add a shout for the Lord. Because David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. You know why? In the house of the Lord, there is liberty. In the house of the Lord, we have all the answers we seek. So when we come into the presence of the Lord, it's a time to celebrate. Somebody celebrate the Lord and wave unto him. Because I know this week is going to be awesome. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. Can we please have a seat? Hallelujah. I thank God so much for the opportunity to be here. And it's such an honor to be standing in the theater. Hallelujah. I am blessed. And I know I'm personally not leaving this conference the same. I know you are also not going to leave this place the same. Amen. I came with a blessing from my mama. Mama Ivy and Mama Karis. Hallelujah. She brings her greetings. She would have been here, but she sends her blessings unto us. Amen. I know that this week is going to be awesome. I acknowledge all the great men of God. Pastor Akofa, God bless you. Pastor Chris, Reverend Rosemary, Prophet Che Mensah, God bless you so much. And Mama Gan, God bless you so much. And help me acknowledge the Papa of the house. Our own Papa One. I think we can add a standing ovation. Yes. Hallelujah. For his obedience. 
That is why we are here today. Hallelujah. Amen. And we bless God for Mama Joan's life as well, wherever she is. We know she's watching. God bless you, Mama Joan. Amen. Shall we please have a seat? I was thinking whilst preparing and come like, wow, 25 years ago. Then I was calculating my age at that time. And I'm like, God, I thank you so much. Because when God begins to engage the heart of someone, he's thinking of many. Hallelujah. And once that person is able to say yes, then many lives are saved. Because God thinks about generation. You know, we as human beings, we think for me alone. How I will be satisfied. How I will be fulfilled. But God thinks generation. So whilst he's engaging you or dealing with you, it's because of a generation. Everything about your life, even your struggles, is because of a generation. And your breaking through is the answer to many. Hallelujah. That is why you cannot give up no matter what you are going through. You cannot stop no matter what you are going through. The devil wants you to stop, but you cannot stop. You have to keep pushing. You have to keep pressing. You have to keep going no matter what. And especially for women. That's why the devil knew. He visited Eve in the Garden of Eden. But thank God, God told her that you will only bruise the heel. The heel. Her heel. But her seed will crush your head. Something good is coming out of women to be able to bring solution to the world. If you agree with me, just put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. Help me just begin to thank the Lord for these three days. Woman, Christ is coming soon. It's a message. <laughs> I was thinking and I'm like, if you say woman alone, it's a message. Christ is coming alone, it's a message. Then soon, it's a message. So I believe that these three days, the Lord is going to really engage our hearts, minister to us, help us prepare. There may be things we've been hearing, but for it to come again is a wake-up call. Hallelujah. Please um, lift up your hands with me and just begin to thank the Lord and ask God the Lord will help our hearts to be prepared. Jesus said that a sower went out to sow seed. Some fell by the wayside. Some fell on the rocky places. Some fell at the thorny places, but some also fell on good soil. I believe that within these days, our hearts will be like the good soil, that the seeds of the word of God will fall, bring healing, restoration, deliverance, a breaking forth to new levels. Please lift up your voice right now. Begin to commit yourself unto the Lord. Mahale di sabahandele bokasanda lebazi alamakatayandele bahasha. We thank you, Lord. Mazi amalamahanda. Yes, we thank you for bringing us into your presence, O oh God. Iale moshikalabahasinde. Thank you because even before time began, you ordained that these days would be. You had a package for us, you prepared something in store for us. And we know we are definitely not leaving this place the same. Let every resistance to your word give way. Every weight upon somebody be lifted. Every yoke upon somebody be broken. Every hold upon us, Lord, let us be released in your presence. And as the theme has been given, oh God, our hearts will be prepared, my God, for this great event of all times. We thank you for healing in this place. We thank you for deliverance in this place, oh God. Thank you that we are not living your presence the same. 
Oh, we thank you for the heavens that are open upon us today. And in this week, oh Lord, we give you all praise. We give you all glory and honor in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. We will praise your name. Lift you high above the earth and the heavens. We will praise your name. Lift you high above the earth and the heavens. You We will praise your name. Oh, lift you high above the earth and the heavens. Oh, we will praise your name. Oh, lift you high above the earth and the heavens.
up your right hands and say this with me, Lord Jesus. Tonight and this week, as I have come into your presence, I surrender my spirit, my soul, my body unto you. I yield my heart unto you. Speak to me in a language I'll understand. Address me in the areas that I need. Every hindrance and resistance in the atmosphere against my life, I command it to give way in the name of Jesus. I declare every limitation to break loose. Every obstacle break loose in the name of Jesus. My mind, my emotions, my will align to the spirit of God in this season. I declare I am not living this place the same. Oh Lord, have your way in my life. Oh Lord, have your way in my life. Every power, every resistance, every entity, every throne, I command you, be subjected and subdued under the power of the living God. In your presence, we put on the full armor of God. I put on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth. I take up the shield of faith with which I quench all the fiery darts. The of, the enemy, of the enemy and I take up and I take the sword of the spirit which is the word of God and I put on the shoe of the gospel of peace I prevail in this season in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name shout a big amen and put your hands together for the Lord and have your seats in the holy presence of God hallelujah amen amen we thank God so much for this theme that has been given us. Woman, Christ is coming soon. Like I said, woman alone. Because <laughs> when you want to start talking about woman, my late papa will, will say women are so complex. You try to understand them. If you take them out of the thing, it's not possible. You put them into, if you don't manage it well, there is trouble. But we thank God that in this season, we have great men who appreciate, acknowledge, and give room to women. Hallelujah. And our papa is one of such great men who has given room for women to be themselves. Hallelujah. Right from the time of the birth of a woman, your battles begin. There will be so many things that will come against you as a woman. And if you don't encounter God and allow God to work on you, there will be everything to limit you from manifesting the best version of yourself. Because what the enemy wants is to be less of who you are. So the enemy is going to use words against you. The enemy is going to use circumstances against you. The enemy is going to use people against you. The enemy is going to use yourself against yourself. But when you come in contact with the Lord, it makes a whole lot of difference. And I've come to realize that it's not just about having that encounter, but you need to allow yourself because God is going to use people to break you. God is going to use people to mold you. God is going to use people to straighten you. God is going to use people to tell you like it is in the face. So that you can break out of that shell and be what God wants you to be. Hallelujah. Amen. And we are talking about the subject of the second coming of Christ. For many people, when they hear about Jesus is coming, it's about fear. 
So let me run and do certain things. But it, it, it goes beyond that. I remember back in the day in school, some of us would have to run for altar calls like three times because we didn't understand. When we heard that, they said Jesus is coming. And the way they told the stories, they brought videos about how rapture was going to take place. And it was more about fear. And so run away so that you don't go to hell. There is a good aspect of that, but it goes beyond just being afraid. But we need to understand that we have a God who loved us, who has died for us, who has redeemed us, and wants the best for us, and wants us to spend eternity with him. So our serving of God, that must be our focus, that one day he's going to take us from this wicked world. All this wickedness and all this evil around us, we are going to leave this place one day. But whilst we are at that, there is a preparation to be done. Whilst we are at that, there is a work to be done. Whilst we are at that, we need to keep doing what the Lord wants us to do. Because if we didn't have any business here, the day we accepted Christ, the Lord will take us away. But once he didn't take us away, when we gave our lives to Christ, it means there is something to be done. And we cannot let anything on earth here limit us. Then we are talking about soon. So somebody will say, how soon is soon? And what is soon? Because we started hearing about this. Before I was born, they were saying it. And in this, my short life, I've been hearing it over and over. So the temptation to be slack and just forget and just think that we can live carelessly is very, very, I mean, it is easy to just forget about everything. But when I got born again, there was one thing, one man of God, one of my pastors very early told me that helped me bring a balance in my life. He told me, prepare your life as though Jesus were going to come the next second. The next second, Jesus was going to show up. And then, plan your life as though you will never go anywhere. And that really brought a balance. You know why? Because in those days, because Jesus was going to come, people needed to go to school, they won't go to school. People needed to plan, they won't plan. People needed to do things, they won't do anything just because Jesus was going to come. And they never lived a fulfilled life. But God wants us to impart lives. Whether we are men or we are women, God has an assignment for us. God has a mandate for us. And within this great commission and this great assignment, you have a role to play and I have a role to play. When I play my well, you play yours well. Together, God's name will be glorified. The blessing will be ours. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. So as women, we are so endowed, so, 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 so endowed. You know that in our homes, in the church, families, communities, even in the nation, when we hear of an event, hey, it's like everything comes to a standstill because of that event. Imagine there's going to be a wedding. Eh, you begin to prepare. You, the woman yourself, or if it's about your sister or someone you are connected to. Sometimes I tell some of the people in our church when there's going to be a wedding, please, don't dress more than the bride. Because it's like the preparation they themselves are putting in. They will be late to the wedding which is not even theirs. Where did they go? They went to fix their hair. They went to fix their nails. They went to do their makeup. They went to do all this and all that. And those who are taking care in the kitchen, wow, they will spend all day. Like there's a program in church. Then we have the matter company. They are busy in the kitchen just trying to make sure that everything is set for the program. Hallelujah. But whilst we are at all of this, our focus must be 
on the Lord. Because it is easy to get distracted with all these things and forget about the main thing for which reason why we have been brought together. We need to also remind ourselves that no matter your circumstances, whether you are single, married, widowed, separated, divorced, whatever you find yourself as a woman, God has a plan for you. Because, and you cannot use that as an, as an excuse. Because you look through the Bible, you see God using different categories of women, even prostitutes. One time I had a theme for a program, good God and bad girls. Good God and bad girls. You look through the Bible when God had a great mission. Because I'm wondering what God was doing choosing Solomon as the head to the throne. Then Sheba, what did she do? They did what was wrong according to us. But of all the Adonijahs and the Absaloms and so and so, God bypassed all of them, located Bathsheba and took her seed to become the next king. What I'm trying to say is that regardless of your, you cannot say I am this, this is my circumstance, and so I cannot fulfill the call of God. You can't fulfill the call of God. Say I can fulfill the call of God. Regardless of my circumstance, regardless of where I find myself, God has located me where I am. Hallelujah. And very often, God knows you have that challenge. But he will tell you to do something that will make you so uncomfortable. That will push you out of that place. And if you surrender to him, the Lord will see us through. Amen. Now, for us to be involved in whatever events as women, you know that we need information. You know that we need planning. And we need preparation. And in the process of the preparation, we need to organize and put resources in to make sure that the event is successful. You need information because if you are not informed, if it's a wedding, for instance, you need to be informed. You see, these days, it's about the colors. When someone says, I'm going to get married, the first thing they ask is, what are your colors? And people quickly begin to make choices of their wardrobe based on that. The dress they wear goes with the hairdo, goes with the shoes, goes with whatever. They want to make sure that everything comes out perfect. And sometimes a year into the program, they begin to make all the preparation. This is just for physical, just for earth. So how much more the return of our great bridegroom, who is going to return one day for his bride? How well are we informed about this? How well are we planning, strategizing, and positioning ourselves to make sure that in this great plan, in this great commission, I am fulfilling my part? How much of our resources are we ready to put in? In most places, when they say mission offering, they have to force people. They have to, you know, preach some gargantuan messages and try to convince people to give for mission. It's because people don't have understanding. If they understood, all your resources will go into that place. Hallelujah. But I believe that within these days, the Lord will remind us of what we know. And probably we may have put, oh, we are doing it. But we need to be encouraged more and more. Hallelujah. Now, we need to know that the coming of Christ is the greatest event of all time. Which is sure and will never fail. When I hear people arguing about will Christ come or not, I'm asking. The prophecies that have been given already, some, have they come or not? In fact, majority have come. We were told a Messiah will be born. Has he been born? He has. 
So if he came the first time, then we can be sure he is returning again. When you go to Acts chapter 1 verse 11, when Jesus was ascending, these, I mean, disciples were standing and they were sad. This was their friend. This was their master who was living. And they were so sad, I'm sure not knowing what was going to happen next. These angels appeared. And he says, the angel said, which also said, ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. The very same way you saw him ascending is the same way he's going to return. So if you are in doubt, don't be in doubt. Then he told them, he continued and said, know that he's going to come, but as for you, go. And go and tarry in the upper room. Wait till ye are endued with power. What is that power for? To be a witness of him. To show forth that something good has happened in your life. And whilst you are waiting for that return, impart your generation. Impart your generation. Impart Jerusalem. Impart Judea. Impart Samaria. Impart the utmost part of the earth. Impart as many you are going to come in contact with. The power of God is more than just speaking in some tongues. The power of God in us is just more than falling under the, the, the anointing. The power of God is more than just we believing God for a car, a house. I mean, they are all good. A, a clothing, a nice job. They are good. They reflect the glory of God. But mainly, the power of God is for us to keep testifying, witnessing, exemplifying the name of God, the name of Jesus, the resurrection power, the fact that he died, he transformed me, and I am a living witness of what Jesus did in my life. Hallelujah. When people argue, did Jesus resurrect? I say, I don't need to argue. The evidence of his resurrection is my transformed life. Because I know what I used to be. But that resurrection power brought something alive in me which used not to be there. Brought something in me which used not to be there. I remember the day I went and told my dad the first time when I was ordained the first time as a pastor. Daddy, I'm going to be ordained as a pastor. He laughed. He laughed. And I'm like, oh, daddy, why? And he said, which part of the pastoral ministry are you going to be doing? Will you preach like preach? I said, Daddy, I've been preaching. He didn't believe it because he knew me to be somebody who doesn't talk. When I'm in the house, you don't even know I'm there. I'm in the room, you don't even know I'm there. Quiet, shy, timid. But when I encountered Jesus, I became another woman. I became another woman. And God can bring the best out of you by his resurrection power to resurrect something in you to impart your generation. While we wait for the return of the Lord, you cannot sit in comfort anymore. You need to manifest that which God has deposited in us because he's surely going to come. But when he appears, we must appear before him honorably. Hallelujah. One of the qualities of a virtuous woman is a woman who perceives she perceives the times and she knows what to do. So if we are saying, woman, Christ is coming soon, why are we not perceiving the times and the seasons that our Lord is going to return 
And there's a great event about to happen, and we need to prepare our children. We need to prepare our households. We need to prepare the church. We need to prepare our families. We need to prepare the nation for this great event. We need to perceive, understand the times of the seasons. When we understand the times of the seasons, we order ourselves in a particular way for his return. Hallelujah. So the question I want to ask is, how do we know he is going to return? How? The first thing is that the scriptures make it very clear. Several scriptures. This is one I just read. In Acts chapter 1, verse 11. Can we go to Matthew chapter 20, verse 36 to 44? Matthew 24, verse 36. Hallelujah. Yeah. Matthew 24, verse 36 to 34. Uh, to 44, sorry. All right. I'll read. It says, But of that day and hour, no man know, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Shall we say only? So if somebody comes to you telling he's going to come 24th September, where did he get that information from? It's a big lie. He's going to come tomorrow. Haven't we heard a lot of such? Then they begin to manipulate people and influence them to do things that they shouldn't be doing. I'm talking about the scriptures. Prove to us that he's good. This is Jesus himself speaking. He says, no one knows. Even the angels don't know. Only the Father in heaven. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Can we continue? For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in the field and one shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill and one shall be taken, and the other left. Watch, therefore, shall we all say watch? Watch. Watch, therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would have not suffered his house to be broken up. It's 44. Therefore, be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man come. That's the word of the Lord. The scripture makes it clear that he will surely come. For 120 years, Noah was building an ark. They never believed that a flood was going to come. They hadn't seen rain before. Rain had never fallen. And God gave the message to this man of God. I wonder if it was in our days and we saw a man building an ark. We will laugh. Sometimes we condemn that generation but would have done the same thing. He kept building, building year one, year two, year three, ten years passed, twenty years passed, fifty years passed, hundred years passed. Hey babe, what is this? Then hundred and twenty years. They were going about their normal duties. Bible says they were marrying, they were eating, they were feasting, 
they were going for their, I mean, going about their normal duties, as we are doing today. We go to work and return. The day it was announced in Ghana here that there was going to be a lockdown, did anybody dream the previous night or the previous week? Maybe God revealed it to somebody but me. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. We were hearing of corona far away. And Ghanaians as we are, Ebola came, we prayed. We prayed, churches prayed. We prayed that Ebola will not come into Ghana. And really, we didn't have cases in Ghana. So I'm sure we were thinking that, oh, corona to the same. But before we knew it, corona was with us. All we hear was that they saw one case, another case, and the thing kept mounting. And we closed church one fun Sunday. And by evening, they said there was going to be an address. And there was the announcement from Monday, partial lockdown. Nobody going anywhere. Wow. It was a shock. In Ghana, people became afraid. There was so much uncertainty. People thought that was the coming of the Lord. But I told many, no. Because the Bible says, in those days, everything will be normal. You won't suspect that it's going to happen. People be, can people be marrying in a lockdown? No. Can people be partying in a lockdown? No. If there was a need for any gathering, it was just a limited one. So, the coming of the Lord is sure because the scriptures make us to know. So, whilst we are going about our marrying, whilst we are going about our eating, whilst we are going about for photo shooting, these days, that's the latest. And I realize when people are going to have their birthdays, you know, then it has to be the status for the next day. Because they'll say, tomorrow is my birthday, so I'm going for a photo shoot. So they go and do a nice photo shoot, and then by the next day, they splash it all over social media to see. And the latest statement is, I am plus one today. <laughs> Thank God for me, I am plus one today. It's good, but whilst we are at that, let us be reminded that the scriptures cannot lie. If God showed up in the days of Noah, even animals were saved. But people who were created in the image of God, who should have been saved, who should have been delivered from the flood that was to come, they were drowned. May it never be that that day will come and then we will be found wanting. We've watched movies of rapture taking place and even the pastor who was preaching remained. Anytime I watched that, I said, God forbid I refuse that to happen to me in Jesus' name. No wonder Paul says that he preaches with focus so that after he has preached to others, he himself will not be a castaway. So as we are, we are in church singing nicely, we are going about giving a nice offering, we are doing all the nice things, making sure that we are getting awards at our workplaces. See how hard we work at our workplaces just to meet the target our bosses have given us. See how hard we work so that at the end of the day, we'll be called the best worker of the year or something. Whilst we are at all that, raising our children, making sure our homes are beautiful, let's remember that the Bible says, as it was in the days of Noah, that is how it shall be. No thief will tell you that I'm going to come today. He takes you unawares. So the Lord will take us unawares. Only the Father, you know why the Father didn't tell Jesus? Jesus loves us so much. He might whisper it to us through the Holy Spirit. And then we'll start doing some firefighting preparation. And God doesn't want people who will be fake. He wants genuine lovers. Hallelujah. May God help us that we'll prepare. Amen.
Another thing that makes us to know that Jesus will return are the signs we see. The signs. What are the signs? The words we hear. Are we not hearing it? If you've not heard, go tonight and just tune the TV. Go and tune Al Jazeera. Choose, uh, tune to CNN. Just tune. You'll hear. Even now, but we are in church. Tune in. You'll hear rumors of wars. Because people are dissatisfied about something. Something is not going right. Even in our country, if God had not held our country, the agitations that are going on could spark up anything. Hallelujah. Pestilence, the earthquakes, the, the, the corona, we are here, now they say, oh, Omicron, something. The latest they are saying has showed up. They are all part of the signs of the end times. Signs. All laid out in Matthew chapter 24 for us. Jesus said, when you see these things, when rain is about to fall, don't you just see it in the clouds? And you quickly, if you, if you are in town and you probably have washed your clothes, you are, you are worried. If you have to call somebody, you are worried that, oh, my things are on the line and rain is about, you see the signs. Why do we see the signs so clearly and yet we ignore it with so, such confidence? We ignore it with such boldness. We think we can go in and come out and just as if nothing is going to happen. He will return. Just as he came in the days of Noah. Hallelujah. We see the earthquakes, peace efforts. If you want to also know, just check the news as it pertains to Israel. I'm talking about the physical nation Israel. Everything that is happening there is tied to the coming of the Lord. Jerusalem, the things happening there. All that is going on there, the Palestinian, the, the news that is going on around them are all part of, to show they are the signs, part of the signs of the things that are happening to show us that these are the things. Hallelujah. Wickedness on the increase. I'm talking about wickedness. In Ghana here, Ghana is no longer safe. You cannot even walk on the streets at dawn and say you are taking a walk easily. Because if you are not careful, we've heard of people just trying to take walk exercises and they were stabbed. How did that thing happen? I'm talking about the one we know. So you can imagine those even far away. On our news, we hear little children killing a fellow child for money. 12-year-old, 13-year-old, 14-year-old. Where did that come from? There is a spirit of wickedness that has taken hold the heart of many. Because the Bible says that in the last days, the love of many will wax cold. So if you are there and suddenly... You used to love to pray. And that desire is no more there. It's a sign of the end time. All of a sudden, you don't feel like being in church. I tell people who told you church is about feeling. It's not about feeling. It's about you getting to the presence of the Lord and having an encounter with your God. So the day you don't feel like, push yourself more because what the devil is doing is to take you out of the presence of God. That day when you go, you'll be surprised. You'll hear something that will take you to the next level of your life. Hallelujah. So wickedness. Wickedness of all kinds. Spiritism and witchcraft. This time, shamelessly on, a, in a, on, the, on the television. My God, when I see it, my heart bleeds. You see all kinds of people boldly advertising antichrist things. Saying shameless things. And people have courage and audacity to try to act things about Jesus and make fun. 
calling themselves something, Jesus, something that. And I'm like, the death of Jesus was not fun. So we cannot make fun. And you see believers <laughs> laughing. You hear these things and your heart must bleed. Look at our young people. See how they mark themselves. See how they dress. See, see the lawlessness around us. All these things are the increase of the spirit of the end times to make people forget and think that Jesus is not going to return. Another sign is the intense attack on believers, on the church. If there is any group of people who are going through hardship, it's the believers. Men of God. I'm talking about genuine God-called men of God are seriously under attack. Why? To put doubt in the believers. Hey, if this man can be going through this, then me. Then it makes them draw back. But when you see that, we need to come all full attack and chase the devil out of our midst. Because what the devil is doing is to take our focus off our master. To put doubt in our heart that one day our Lord is going to return. Instead of talking, it's time to go on our knees. Pray, intercede that God will help these ones that are going through difficulties. Hallelujah. These are some perilous times. Let's look at a few verses in 2 Timothy chapter 3 from verse 1. Second Timothy chapter 3. Yeah. Look, this know also. It says know. Be sure of it. Know. Have knowledge of it. Know it. Don't be in doubt. Be sure of it. That in the last days, perilous times shall come. No matter what, it shall come. And they are with us. Look. For men shall be lovers of themselves. It's happening right in the church. If we are going to hold that meeting and I will not benefit, then it will not come on. It will not come on. Whilst the announcement is going on, somebody is sitting in the church and says, I'm meeting Ubeba. Then they will listen. Before you realize that person is there, you, you are at home. I've seen it over and over. The one who was talking, and, talking against the meeting, she will be there. He will be there. And as women, we are good at these things. They will be lovers of themselves. They will come to church, yes, but the very breakthrough you fasted and prayed with, they will now tell you, my husband, so I have to go and cook. I won't be in church. I will not be in church. My work, I will not be. And they will now use the very things God has blessed us with. Use them as excuses. They will be lovers of themselves. They will be covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents. Physically and spiritually, biologically and spiritually. These days, everybody thinks they are anointed. So, ah, I can cast out demons. Papa can, Mama can also cast out demons. Eh. <laughs> there is something called ranks and levels. And we need to know that. We need to recognize that. We need to, you see this? So small. This can come plenty. But this one has been there before this one showed up. So no matter the levels that God has taking us to. Let's remember that you count one before you count two. Hallelujah. Proud. Proud. So proud. Small money God has given you. Small opportunity God has given you. Small gifts God has given you. Because you can sing. Everybody is clapping their hands. They are waiting for you for praise and worship. You are taking your time. And you don't care. You didn't come that day to sing. You didn't think that today that I didn't sing. Who sang? Yeah, almost made to me a 
Who told you that? Nobody is indispensable. When that begins to happen to us, let us remember that it is all the signs of the end times and the schemes and devices of the enemy to take us out. And you must be determined not to be taken out. Hallelujah. They'll be disobedient and thankful. Hey, and thankful. You do things for people, no thank you. I call some people, it could have been more. You managed and gave him this. That is my all I gave you. I thought about you. I thought about you. You came to mind. It is small, but it is my best I gave to you. And you are telling me it could have been more. That is why if you cannot be thankful for the little, God cannot give you more. Hallelujah. You came. Church prayed for you. Now you are talking about church. The same place. The same theater where you had a miracle. You are now counting all the mistakes about the same theater. The same place. But when you were down there, you were rolling, crying, lamenting, rolling. Now you've had your breakthrough. You are now counting the faults of the man of God. You are now counting the faults of the church. You have joined the people of the world to talk against the church. You are sitting in a trotter and you are talking about men of God. You are contributing. The same place that made you who you are. Please. These are all parts of the signs of the end times. And thankful. And holy. And on and on and on. All these things are the signs. Then there will be a great apostasy. A falling away. We've had people who say, I used to be a believer. I used to go to church. So now what is happening? They have joined other faiths. Because some of these really other religions... What they come to entice you with is to try to meet your needs physically. Church is not a charity house. <laughs> Hello? I said it's not a charity house. Oh, we will support one another. We will. But that is not why we are here. We are here to prepare ourselves for heaven. Amen. In the days of Acts, when the Bible says not, not, nobody had need among themselves, go and check the things they were doing. They shared bread in common. They fellowshiped. They brought everything to the apostles' feet. They shared fellowship together. They prayed. They heeded to the apostles' doctrines. Today, are we doing those things? For which reason we think every need of us should be met? No, we are not. When they call Bible studies, how many people are there? Prayer meeting, how many people are there? Prophetic night, hey, we are all there. In a prayer meeting, let's pray that the devil that is dealing with us, hey, then all the big tongues will start. Shall we also pray that our nation will be well? Then the prayer takes a nosedive. Shall we pray that pastor, blah, 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 then the prayer takes a nosedive. All these things are signs of the end times. The Bible says, let him that thinketh he stands take heed lest he fall. So the fact that you find yourself in church, if you are not careful, you can fall. The things you will experience, sometimes when God takes you through some wilderness experience, sometimes I'm say, hello God, are you there? He is there. He is there. It is just a process you are going through. So if you are here, you are going through something, and the enemy is making you doubt about his love for you. He says nothing can separate you from the love of God. Keep the focus because he will surely return. So regardless your circumstances and your challenges, let that remain in your mind. That the scripture says it, that he will surely return. So knowing this, 
What should we do? Ask your neighbor, what should we do? What should we do? Let's look at Matthew chapter 25. An interesting account there. An interesting account. Matthew 25 from verse 1. It says, Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened, likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us some of your oil. Give us of your oil. For our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came in, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Let's continue. Afterward came also the other virgin, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Verse 13. Watch therefore, for ye know, ye, know not, ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Hallelujah. We are saying, why? Why should we be ready? This is an account Jesus told. Ten women. They were all virgins. They were all prepared to meet the bridegroom. They all had lamps. And they all went into the location, the event center, where they were to wait for the bridegroom. They were all subjected to the same circumstances. They all fell asleep. But along the line, something extra was needed. The announcement came. Hey, the bridegroom, I throw, I throw, and everybody woke up. Everybody began to put themselves in shape. Five found that they were ready. The other five found that they didn't have what it takes to go the extra mile. They now started asking the other women to give them. We can liken it to us today. We are all born again. We are all in church. We may all be speaking in tongues, reading the same Bible, doing the same things. But we need to go deeper with the Holy Spirit in our relationship with him. There are two aspects of our salvation. We say we have accepted Jesus as our Savior and what? Lord. Because he is our Savior, we'll serve him and do the things he wants us to do. But he is also our Lord. We must yield to him and allow him to do what he pleases with us. He is our Lord. And that is an aspect that is missing in the church today. For which reason many may miss the return of the Lord. He being our Lord, not just Savior. He is Lord. 
So he will lead you to where you don't want to go. He will make you do things you don't want to do. He will make you, I mean, break you out of your comfort zone. And you need to allow him to be Lord. Is he still Lord in a church? Jesus died for his church, but by the time we got to Revelations, we are told that he is standing at the door of his own house knocking. Jesus, he said, I will build my church. Now, our activities have kicked him out. He's now standing in Revelations knocking if somebody will hear and open. I pray that for us, he will not be standing outside knocking, pleading, asking, sellers, can I come in? May God have mercy on us. These five virgins, wise and foolish, they were all virgins. They have separated themselves to the Lord, but they could not allow the Holy Spirit to take him the extra mile. If a virtuous woman is a woman that perceives, how come a woman carried a lamp and didn't take oil with her? Didn't she know that she would need oil to put into that lamp? What made her to forget? I believe she concentrated on other things more than the carrying of the lamp. Too excited about only going to meet the bridegroom instead of observing the details she needs to observe. There are details. There are things. It's not just about singing in church. God wants us to walk in holiness. God wants us to walk in righteousness. God wants us to speak the truth. God wants us to fulfill our call. God wants us to be focused. God wants us to be planted where we need to be planted to fulfill the call of God for our lives. If you are planted in Adonai and you go and plant yourself in Pentecost, you cannot fulfill the purpose of God for your life. Because God anoints men and women concerning your issues. So if you go somewhere because it is convenient, we have missed the mark. We have missed the mark. These women missed the mark. And by the end, they ran out, now going to look for help. And now they came knocking. And Master said, I don't know you. May it not be found that we've been nice church members and not effective members of the body of Christ who have to give an account for our lives. So what shall we do? Prepare ourselves. Prepare. In your salvation, prepare. In your work with God, prepare. Daily consecrate yourself to the Lord. Bible says, make your election sure and see if you are still in the faith. You are in church, but are you really in Christ? You know all that needs to be done about church, but do you know everything about Christ? Do you know everything? Are you fulfilling your call? You are aspiring to do a PhD. I love it. I love reading. I love books. I love learning. But whilst we are at that, are we really preparing also for heaven? How much of the word of God do we know? Some of us today cannot witness to certain groups of people because we don't know their scriptures. By the time they sit you down and begin to read their writings to you, you will, you will, you will become their converts because we don't know the word. Let's study. Let's know the word. Let's have information. So we have to prepare ourselves spiritually, physically, and all that. Hallelujah. Then we also have to proclaim it wherever we are. Once you encounter the Lord, that place is your pulpit. Begin. The woman at the well, when she met Jesus, the Bible says she dropped her pot, ran into the town, and all her message was, come and see. I have met a man who told me everything that I have ever done. That was her message. She didn't have to go and quote some Greek words and Hebrew words and read all those things. They are good. They are good. But her situation and where she found herself, for which people would have condemned her, 
that was, and the Bible says the whole town, they came to see the Messiah. How many people have come to the Lord because of us? This year alone, very soon, 31st night, God is in trouble again. We are going to be charging God for the things he didn't do. God, I put this request before you. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. You didn't do this. You didn't do this. And when they come for program again, you say you didn't come, you didn't come again. You say it in your heart. Because the other time you prayed this, even pastor prophesied this, you didn't see the answer. You too, what have you done for God? Are you proclaiming the good news? Are you telling people that he's going to return? How much? When you see a sinner by you or somebody who doesn't know Christ, what happens to your heart? Does your heart bleed? When you see somebody who is going wayward, how do we feel about it? We need to proclaim it. If your heart doesn't bend because somebody hasn't come to Christ, we need to check ourselves and then we need a revival. Hallelujah. We need to proclaim it. Then, three, we need to set our priorities right. First, I said, prepare yourselves. Proclaim it wherever we are, like the woman at the well. Then set our priorities right. An account in Luke chapter 10, verse 42. Jesus goes into the home of Mary and Martha. He was a regular visitor in that home. They knew he often came there because the Bible described him as a friend of the family. So if it had to be cooking and preparing, they know the man who comes. So why was there no planning? Where women, we know that when there's going to be an event, we plan. Martha decided to busy herself cooking, making sure everything was there. The food was very important. But Mary went and sat at the feet of Jesus hearing the word. Then Martha came complaining. Jesus, tell Mary to come and help me in the kitchen. Then Jesus said to her, but one thing is needful. And Mary has chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. Priorities. One time God told me, don't major on the minors. So there are things we are busy doing. But they are minor. They are not the priority. They are not the major. It's good. It will help the house. I'm not saying we shouldn't cook. But plan. Plan for it. You know you will go to church. Don't come and give pastor an excuse that you are bathing your children. Come on. You should have organized and planned how you are going to bath your five children. You should have planned. Yes, you should have planned. You know you cook for your husband. So don't tell pastor you have to close from work and then get to the house and cook for your husband. Plan. Plan. And organize yourself. Plan. What happened to home management? I tell my people in church all the time, be a perfect wife, be a perfect mother, be a perfect child of God, be a perfect minister of the gospel, be a perfect, I mean, a worker at your workplace, all by the grace of God. So ask God for wisdom as a woman. Ask God for strength as a woman. Ask God for grace as a woman. And the Lord will help you to satisfy all these areas. And once you are at that, set the priorities right. Hallelujah. Being in church and neglecting the home too is not right. You have to take care of the home as well. So do what? Plan. Shall we say it? Plan. Plan. Then we should patiently wait and look forward to that day coming. Patiently wait. Because these five virgins, ten virgins, <laughs> they waited till they got tired. All ten were tired. It's not like the five wise ones were not tired. They were also tired. So it means that once we are all in church, we'll be subjected to the same circumstances. You can go hungry because you are in church. 
You can have needs. You can have lack. You can battle with sicknesses. You can go through difficulties. You can be fired from your job. You may not have money in your account. As a matter of fact, the Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them from them all, and none of their bones shall be broken. And though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will not fear evil. Why? Because God is with us. He is with us. So you are a child of God. That's not me. You go through anything. Go and read Deuteronomy. And God said, I, thought, I made them to hunger and test to see what was in their heart. So sometimes God will make you go hungry. God will make them forsake you. God will make you to be betrayed, denied, forsaken. You will be disappointed. That's why I said, trust not the arm of flesh. Curse be the one that puts his trust in the arm of flesh. Don't trust them. Wait patiently. You are going through difficulties. Keep waiting. Don't say because your needs have not been met, you go your own way. Don't go your own way. Don't go your own way. Because you may be so close to that moment of your visitation. And that day that you gave up, that is the day the master would return. That day that they were feasting, you know, I'm very sure that those who were feasting in the days of Noah, some of them will be having a rethink. But their friends will be checking. Those people don't mind them. Then they will influence the others. And at the end of the day, none of them would go. Hallelujah. And let's continue reminding ourselves. That's why the early church always greeted one another. Maranatha. Christ is coming soon. Maranatha. These days, our greeting is if Jesus tarries. That's what we often say. <laughs> if Jesus tarries, we'll meet tomorrow. But the early church, they said Maranatha. But today, if Jesus tarries, we'll meet. It's good. I'm not saying it's bad. But whilst, Mar whilst if Jesus tarries, let's add Maranatha. If he tarries, he will definitely come to remind ourselves so that we can prepare ourselves. Another aspect as women we need to also check is to ensure that we are preparing our household. As a woman, everybody, if nothing at all, nobody in your house under your watch should go to hell. Because when nobody listened to Noah, at least his household entered the ark. Why should I have a house help at home? And I'm in church. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Then my house help is at home cooking. My house help is at home washing. My house help is at home grinding. My house help is at home doing something. Then I go, my friend, let's change. Let's change. Let's change. Let's change. And sometimes we leave even our own children. We say they will disturb. Who told us that? Where did we learn that from? Meanwhile, Bible says, train up a child in a way he should go. When he grows, he will not depart from it. You let the child at home. What training are you giving? Then when the child is now displaying teenage tantrums, he has now become a prayer project for pastors. When pastors say, come to church, you didn't bring the child. You came alone for the revival. Bring the child in because the child's spirit and soul is the same. It's only the body that is little. So as the word of God, which is spirit, is coming, is being released into the spirit of that child. A programming is going on, an alignment is taking place, and some change is taking place. So don't leave the children at home. No wonder when God called for fasting, he said the bridegroom, the bride, even the pregnant women, even the animals, bring them all in. So coming of the Lord means, woman, your first responsibility 
If you had nothing at all, make sure nobody in your household goes to hell. Do your part. If they reject it, it is them. But do your part. No one. Somebody will say he failed. He passed because your first ministry is your home. Do your part. Your children must be saved. By our lifestyle, influence our spouses. Some are challenged to be married to unbelieving husbands or spouses who do not know the Lord. The Bible says that the women that are godly, that by their lifestyle, they can influence what? Their men, their husbands at home. You've come and you've heard about the word. When you got home, what was your behavior? The man provoked you. You said, he annoyed me so much. Where is the fruit of patience? Where is the fruit of endurance? Where is the fruit of long-suffering? Where is the fruit of the Spirit? They are right there inside. Let them exhibit. Let them be exhibited. When you pray, God, give me patience. Be ready. Somebody is going to push you. When you exhibit it, then you have manifested the fruit. May God help us. Hallelujah. Jesus said, continue. Occupy till I come. So, what we are to do, the last point there is that continue working. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't, don't leave the choir or get busy because you got married. Don't leave the prayer warriors meeting because now something happened. I mean, you got busy. You got a promotion now. Now you are working at the bank, so you cannot usher anymore. You are too big to clean the chairs. You are too big now to come early and open the doors. No. Let's keep working. Hallelujah. Let's keep working. Keep working. Keep working until the day the Lord calls at home. And the coming of the Lord can come in our lifetime or when we are asleep with the Lord. Because Thessalonians says that when the trumpet sounds and he appears, the dead in Christ will first rise. Then those who are alive will be joined and caught up with the Father. So dead or alive, he will return. And we need to keep preparing ourselves. Hallelujah. As I conclude, I remind us that one, never forget it. Turn to your neighbor and say, never forget that Christ is coming. And tell him soon. Soon means whenever he, God, decides. That's the soon. If he decides by midnight, he is coming, nobody stops him. If he decides it is tomorrow, he will show up. And since we don't know the hour or the time, never forget. When you are going to bed, commit yourself unto the Lord because he could return once we are asleep. We read it. Two people were walking. One was taken, the other was left. I don't want to be the one who was left. <laughs> I want to be the one who would be raptured. And I pray that whoever I am with will also be caught up with me. Hallelujah. Be wise like the five wise virgins. Set your priorities right. Like Mary. Be at the feet of the master. You see, when you are at the feet of the master, it wouldn't matter if they are gossiping about you. It wouldn't matter if your needs haven't yet been met. It wouldn't matter if things are not going on well with you. It wouldn't matter if things are so difficult for you. It wouldn't matter because as you focus on the Lord, you draw strength from the Lord. You draw inspiration from the Lord. You get vision and insight. You receive strength to keep going on and on. And in the face of your challenges, because you are focused on the Lord, you are able to discover certain secrets that nobody knows. Psalm 25 verse 14 says that the secrets of the Lord are with them that fear him. And he showeth them his covenant. So when you are close to the Lord, the Lord will show you some secrets of the kingdom. 
whilst the disciples were around Jesus and he was talking about somebody will betray me, everybody started looking at one another in suspicion. Then they pointed, they tapped John because he was so close. Can you ask him? John asked, they said he put his head on the chest of Jesus and Jesus told him, the one in whom I will dip my bread into his cup, he is the one. So there are deep secrets of the kingdom that will help you to keep going on that when you are close to the master, as women, and every one of us, God will show us. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't lose your focus. Set your priorities right. Play your role by influencing as many you come into contact with. Remember the days of Noah. Play your role. Before Jesus came the first time, women like a woman like Mary needed to offer her womb to give birth to the Messiah. A woman like Elizabeth needed to offer herself to produce who? The forerunner. A woman like Anna would have to lose her husband painfully only after a few years of marriage. We are not even told if she had a child. And to dedicate all her life in the temple, only praying that the Messiah would be born. So when Herod was planning to kill all the little babies at the time, it took one, a woman like Anna's prayer to preserve Jesus in those days so he can fulfill his mandate. Play your role. Who are you? Are you a Mary who is to birth a vision to promote the coming of the Lord? Are you an Elizabeth who is to give assistance to whatever? Are you an Anna who is to keep interceding till the purpose of God will be carried out? Gaini vision has come 25 years. There are people who must stand in prayer to ensure that this vision gets stronger, it gets bigger, and we are talking about women all over the world. It will take more women on their knees in prayer that this thing that has begun will go 25 more years, 30 more years, 50 more years, 100 more years, and will reach as many. Because for some of us, our children who are not yet born will come to partake of this. I told you I was calculating how old I was when the fishing began. <laughs> Very little. But God had me also in mind. And God had our children also in mind. Put your hands together for the Lord. In Luke chapter 8, there were women who offered their resources. They made sure that Jesus had food to eat. They made sure wherever Jesus went, they, they took care of him. Today, there must be women who make sure that their resources are available. The house of God must be beautified. Pastor must be well taken care of. The lights in the church must always be, I mean, things must work well so that the gospel can go far. Hallelujah. Then lastly, in conclusion, read yourself of the flesh. Read yourself. This flesh, in Philippians, some two women were there fighting, every day fighting fighting themselves, Phoebe and somebody, fighting. Paul said, go and tell them that they should control themselves and they should respect one another. Because of them, things couldn't go on in the church. If there are two women fighting in the church, both of them in very significant ministries, pastor is in trouble. Because when pastor wants this microphone to be moved here, and he knows that Ama and Sewa can do that, Ama and Sewa are fighting. So, he doesn't know who to tell. So, pastor doesn't want trouble. Pastor will attempt to go and carry it himself. You will gossip. And when we want to help pastor, he, he doesn't want us to help. Meanwhile, you are fighting. How can he tell you to come and do the thing? How? So let's get rid of the flesh. 
No wonder Colossians, our last verse, and that one we'll all read it together. Colossians 3, 1 to 4. Let's please all read it together. Colossians chapter 3. Yes, can we please read it together? One, two. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those, those things which are above, which, where Christ seated on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid in Christ, with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then ye also appear with him in glory. The next verse. Yeah, go, please read the next verse. Is that the verse 4? Okay. This particular one, read it. Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication and cleanliness, inordinance, affection, evil, and so on. Let's stop there. They mortify. Kill. I hear people say suppress. They say kill, not suppress. Suppress means the thing can come up again. But kill means don't give it life. Don't allow it to work. You know your mouth worries you. Do something about it. Don't go and be talking where you're not supposed to be talking. You know there's a part of your, 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 your flesh that troubles you. Study the scriptures. Look for scriptures that addresses. We see me there, It was just today. Somebody said, "Hey, well, yeah, me the Bible never turn chain. Now me what sick and we will say? Who the Bible never turn chain saying? No one was sick and saying how? No, no. Let's be Christ-like. Let's sub sub surrender ourselves to the Lord. Yield our members to Him. That is where the lordship of Jesus comes in. Because you may never get the opportunity to tell somebody Jesus loves you. But let your life be a living epistle. That as people see us, as women, as men, at our workplaces, homes, wherever, they can read us and they will emulate us. Whilst we are at that, the Lord will be taking care of our needs as well. Because the Bible says when we delight ourselves in the Lord, he will give us the desires of our hearts. Whatever your desire is, whatever your expectations are, whatever your challenges are, God is not blind to them. He is seeing them. He has what it takes. But whilst we are at that, focus on the Lord. Remember, Christ is coming soon. Put your hands together and please rise up onto your feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please lift up your hands and just begin to thank God for the word. And you want to just surrender yourself and ask that the Lord will help us in this season. It's so difficult and it's very easy to forget that the Lord would return. Because there is so much around us to distract us. There is so much around us to make us forget. There is so much, even right in the church, it is easy to forget. But you want to pray and say, Lord, help me. Please surrender yourself right now unto the Lord. Please open your mouth and pray and tell the Lord to help us. Tell the Lord to help us. I don't know which aspect of the word reminded us, but for me, we want to keep the focus, keep our priorities right, and keep working till he comes. 
regardless of the challenges. Mizama telebo shikali bahanda, raba bazele ma shendele makayanda, ola mazekele brahanda la bashanda, raba bayasi kale bahanda la mashanda, e kamali bahazendele bashanda la maha, le mazia le bahanda la bashanda, araba kayanda la mashekele bahanda la mahanda, ayama zele branta liba kayanda la maha, ye mazele branda liba shendele mayanda, alaba kayanda la mashekele baha, raba bazayanda. Lama shekele bahanda laba iya zendele mashali abali bahanda lama power and might belongs to our God oh forever and ever power and might power and might can you lift up your hands belongs to our God oh forever and ever. Amen, 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 amen. Oh, blessings and glory and glory, wisdom and giving. Oh, and power and might, power and might. Oh, belongs to our God. Oh, forever and ever. Holy Ghost right now that in this atmosphere there will be a revival your spirit man will be revived that anything that is making our love to grow cold oh there will be a revival open your mouth and pray that the Lord will revive us that the Lord will revive us that we will not forget about his return that regardless of our circumstances anything that is sitting upon us oh let there be a revival as women oh God everyone of us in this atmosphere let there be a revival, O oh God. Revive us once again. Revive us once again. Revive us.
separation there will be a separation but truth be told some of us are really struggling in our work with God some can't pray the way we should pray anymore some cannot even fast you attempt and by 9 a.m. you are feeling so hungry and so helpless the enemy can lay a siege on your work with God suddenly you are seeing everything wrong with church accusing everyone around you it's not normal the enemy can throw an arrow that will make your love for the things of God to dry off. We are praying that Lord, let the refiner's fire purge me once again. Yes, let the revival fire yes, revive me once again. Yes, let whatever has attached itself to me, for which my love is running cold, my love for you is running cold, and I am not able to keep the focus. Lord, help me. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Tonight, oh Lord, Tonight, as your word, as your word of reminder has come to me, oh Lord, I ask that you take control of my life. I surrender my life to you, oh God, and I ask you to help me and deliver me from anything that has attached itself unto my spirit, unto my soul, unto my body. In Jesus' name, I declare any area of my life that my love 
of my life. For you, for you. it's running cold. Let the refiner's fire fall afresh upon me. Fall afresh upon me. Fall afresh upon me. I lose myself from every entanglement. I lose myself from every bondage. I lose myself from every hole, every circumstance that has been released as an arrow from the kingdom of darkness against my life to deny me of being with you alone. I separate myself. 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 Let the fire of God burn. ought to be. Don't you think she knew that she had to help her sister? But she identified. She perceived. She discerned the times and the seasons. You may be through difficulties, but right in that difficulty, God has an assignment for you. And we must be ready. Right in that pain and in your tears, God has an assignment. Ruth had loved her husband, brother-in-law and father-in-law. But right at that moment, she and Opa had to take a decision. Opa went back. Ruth descend, followed Naomi. Where you die, there I will die. Your God will be my God. She met with destiny. She had an encounter. Today, 
She is named in the lineage of her Savior Lord. Today, you may be like Naomi. You may be like Anna. You may be like Elizabeth. But no matter what, you have a place in this program. An agenda of the second coming of Christ. Please, if you want that grace to come upon you, lift up your hands wherever you are. And you begin to pray and say, Lord, let that grace come upon me. That no matter what I'm going through, grace will fall upon me. If there's nothing at all, I want to assure you that whatever you are going through, grace is increased upon you to be able to deal with it. Is it a difficult child? Receive that grace to deal with it. Is it a difficult spouse? Receive that grace to deal with it. Is it a personal issue? Receive grace to deal with it. Is it a ministerial battle? Receive grace to deal with it. Open your mouth and begin to pray that Lord, grant me grace to do whatever it takes to be ready when you return. Open your mouth and pray. Pray and ask for that grace. Pray and ask God for that grace. Oh, pray and ask God for that grace. your body or anything that you are carrying as a burden. God is not only interested in our spirit. Bible says, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So place your hand there because the atmosphere is very ripe where God can touch you. Sometimes the enemy places certain afflictions upon us, certain challenges upon us and it becomes a limitation. It takes our focus off what God wants to do. But I tell you, with God, nothing is impossible. God can touch and lift that thing off. God can touch and make a way for you. God can touch and heal, deliver, and set you free in any form. Just place your hand there. 
and receive the ministration of the Lord right now. Receive the ministration of the Lord. I rebuke the spirit of infirmity. Every affliction placed upon the people of God. I command you in the name of Jesus. Loose your hold now and go. Let the people of God be set free. Because the Bible says even the lawful captive shall be delivered. So every hold upon your life. Even if it is from your background, paternal and maternal. By the power of the living God, you are separated. Now, in the name of Jesus, let the invincible hand of God touch you where you are heading. I command migraines to go. I command blood issues to go. I command gynecological issues to be touched right now in this atmosphere of Gyne International. We activate the oil that is already at work in this house. That it go into action concerning your condition. Now, in the name of Jesus, and I speak to every system in your body, your nervous system, your skeletal system, the endocrine in your body, your reproductive system. Yes, now receive healing. Healing. Now, diabetes, sugar issues, high blood pressure, low blood pressure. We speak to you. Bone diseases, cancers, asthma. We rebuke you now in the name of Jesus. Joint pains. We rebuke you. Go now in Jesus' name. Uh, in fact, depression, 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 depression. I command you, lose the people of God now and let them be set free. Receive healing. Receive healing. Every torment of the mind. Receive the peace of God. Receive the peace of God. Those of you who are in the point of taking a decision, you don't know what to do. Receive counsel. Receive counsel. Receive counsel. Receive counsel. Those of you that the enemy is battling with your health, receive ministration right now because Jehovah Rapha is in the house. Receive a touch. 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 Receive the touch of God. Now, the Lord touch your eyes. Your eyes. Your eyes. Your eyes right now. The heart. The kidneys. Your liver. Every part, your ribs, your lungs, receive healing now. Receive healing now in Jesus' name. Receive restoration now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And as many who have callings, mandates that the enemy has sat on, we call them forth. We call them forth. We call them forth. We call them forth. We call them forth into manifestation. That in this season, you'll be released to go and fulfill your assignment. Father, we honor you. We honor you. We honor you for your visitation. In the name of Jesus. Thy strength, thy grace, our own, thy word, our end. Hallelujah.
That was very awesome. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's one thing that she said, perceive the times and the signs and know what to do. Go deeper with the Holy Spirit. Kill the flesh and don't fulfill its last thereof. Hallelujah. What do we say to Reverend Celestine? God richly bless you. Oh, what do we say to Reverend Celestine? Rev, God bless you so much. That was powerful. Hallelujah. God bless you so much for coming. We'll continue tomorrow, same time, 7 p.m. We'll be in the house of the Lord to receive what God has for us tomorrow. Amen. Shall we please rise on our feet? I'd like to welcome Reverend Rosemary to pray with us and close us. Amen. Hallelujah. Shall we lift up our arms unto God? As I pray. Sovereign Lord, we bless you so very much for tonight. We thank you, O God, for your word that has come unto us. It is, a, it is an awakening call, O God, that we shall remember that Christ is coming indeed and he is coming soon. We pray that this word will continue to be in our spirit. That as we lie on our beds, O God, our, your spirit will commune with our spirit. That we shall wake up, my Father, better people, O God. Better prepared, aligning ourselves with your will. Even as we walk about doing our businesses and being mindful of your coming. I pray, my Father, lifting tomorrow before you. We know that we shall receive new mercies. And we know that it shall be from glory unto glory. We thank you for what you are doing with us. And through us, oh God, we thank you that you are preparing us as, as women in this end time. With a mandate, O oh God, that we shall run our race and finish our course. I, I pray for our Father, even Bishop Rachel, God, that, his, that your strength, my Father, will be his portion. That this vision will continue, that your glory will be seen. Take us home safely and, bring, and gather us unto yourself again tomorrow. To the glory of your holy name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Please let's sound the alarm, invite people to come hear what God has in store for us as he is coming soon. Amen. Let's share the grace of God together. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. And thou anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life and we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you so much for coming. Have a good night.